Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 97 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Ping Seals answers your table tennis questions. And I don't have my uh, overlay up. How silly. There you go. Now we're looking good. 97, Ask the Coach Show. <laughs> Today, we discuss modifying your grip for serving, how to help Eduardo become a two-wing looper, and how to get topspin on your forehand to make it more consistent. As always, Supercoach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Morning, Jeff. And uh, show 97, getting close to the ton. Yes, close to 100. It's very exciting, isn't it? And, it and, is. You know, we're going to have a big competition uh, that we're going to announce a winner on our 100th show. Alois, what are we going to do for this competition? Yeah, so we're, uh, we're thinking that um, there's something to do with uh, the the, uh, uh, the comments on our on our questions on our blogs. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, yesterday's Pinkstar's question of the day, Alice, was um, what suggestions do you have to make the After Coach Show even better? So, what we want is your answer to that Pinkstar's question of the day. So. Go to our website and find the blog that shows episode 96. You're going to have to leave a comment on that show there, Alois. And you, Alois, can decide the best comment and uh, award the winner a prize. Right. Can I also enter? No. Right. Okay. You have to just be constantly thinking of ways to make the show better anyway. Okay. No worries. Thank you. <laughs> and we're going to have a great prize, Alloys? Yeah, so I think um, a yearly membership uh, to, uh, to the premium membership of Ping Skills for the winner. So, uh, yeah, so do I get to decide? That's good. All right. Yes, you do. And if you're already a premium member, we'll extend your membership for another year for free. So uh, hopefully that's a good prize. Get yeah, maybe... Maybe something along the lines. Maybe there's something along the lines of you know less airtime for Jeff, more airtime for me. You know, <laughs> who knows? Maybe you know more airtime for you because you know when we play in a match, I beat you all the time. So to make you feel better, a bit more airtime that could work. Yeah, just let us know. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll put a link in the show notes to this blog, but you'll find it on the blog anyway. Episode 96 is where you have to go and leave a comment to let us know how to improve this show. Looking forward to your responses, and you have to do it before the 100th show because we're going to announce the winner on the 100th show. <laughs> All right, Alloys. Now, there has been um, some interesting table tennis um, played Recently, yes, yeah. So the um, the Asian Cup just uh, concluded. So the Asian Cup is also a qualification tournament for the World Cup, and uh, interesting result with Feng Chen Wei from Singapore um, beating the two Chinese women in the field. So uh, so she beat Lu uh, Lu Xi Wen in the final, um, and uh, she won four um, two, and also uh, beat. Uh, Zhu Yu Ling in, in the group stage as well. So a huge win for Feng Chen Wei. And I think it's the first time that uh, a non-Chinese player has won the Women's um, Asian Cup for, I think, maybe the last eight or something like that. So, um, yeah, so a huge result for Feng Chen Wei. And 
I know she was uh, pretty excited about the win afterwards. Yeah, very exciting. I mean, we got to see her almost when we commented on the Australian Open, and she is an incredible player. Yeah, she is. She is good. And um, I also saw her when she played in the World Championships uh, when uh, Singapore beat China as well. So, uh, yeah, so she's had a little bit of experience under her belt. But, um, yeah, just uh, just a good player. But, yeah, a really interesting result, especially coming up to the Worlds, um, you know, not that far away, you know, probably only about six six weeks or so away. Um, for, uh, for her to have a big result like that will be a really big uh, confidence boost for her. Indeed, yes. And in the, yeah, and in the men's, um, probably no big surprises in the end, but uh, Zhu Zin beat uh, Fang Zendong in the final. Um, it was 4-3, but Fang Zendong was up 3-1. Uh, and after the match, uh, Zhu Zin, you know, said he, he won the first game and he sort of felt pretty comfortable and probably just relaxed a little bit too much. And uh, Fang Zendong just, you know, reeled off the next three games. But... Uh, but Zuzin was saying, you know, he didn't really panic. He just sort of thought about how he was uh, going to get on top again and uh, and closed out the match 4-3. So good win for him. But um, both the finals and, and the third place getter all qualify for the World Cup. So, um, yeah, so both of them go through safely. But, again, a good confidence boost for Zuzin uh, coming into the World Championships, you know. Uh, we've talked about Fan Zendong and, you know, the threat that he probably poses to uh, those top few players being so young. Yes, yes, it's certainly setting up for an interesting world. So um, we'll uh, obviously be discussing that as it gets closer and closer and when it's on. Yeah, very exciting time for table tennis. All right, Alois. Um, so, yeah, as we mentioned yesterday's Pink Sealers question of the day was, what suggestions do you have to make the show better? So go to that blog, put some more suggestions down there, and we will decide a winner for on our 100th show. And now the King Skills question of today is, what is the most important stroke in table tennis? So we'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, let us know. What is the most important stroke in table tennis? All right, Alois, time to get on to the questions. First one is from Andre. And Andre says, when doing your modified grip for serving, my bat always seems to slip a bit from my thumb and index finger. Should I keep working on that modified grip or are there others that don't need as much of a force to keep stable? Yeah, so, um, so what he's talking about is, so when we do the pendulum grip in particular, instead of having the normal grip where you've got thumb on one side, pointer finger on the other and then three fingers wrapped around, um, for that, we usually just take those three fingers away and put them behind the handle there, which gives you more flexibility with the wrist. Um, yeah, hard to see there. Uh, more flexibility with the wrist. But what he's saying is that he doesn't feel stable just holding the, the bat with just the pointer finger and thumb. So what you can do is just you can just put that middle finger on there um, for a little bit more stability. And I find um, that is really useful because you can also just use that to push push the bat through a little bit faster as, you, as you're coming through. So, so you can just utilise that or even just um, put, put those three fingers on the handle there like that. That still allows you the movement of the wrist, okay, but um, it might give you just a little bit more stability. So we, we want to get away from using 
um, that full grip because that restricts the movement of the wrist. But once you once you loosen that, um, yeah, anything's anything's possible there. Um, so yeah, just maybe give that a try. Just put that middle finger on there, just for a little bit more stability when you're doing that um, uh, that serve. Yeah. Okay. Good luck with that, Andre. I pretty much do what Alois says. I think I use that middle finger to add just a little bit of stability. Um, so, yeah, test it out. Um, try a few different grips. As long as you're getting some good wrist movement, um, you should be fine. Um, hopefully that helps you out, Andre. All right, Alois. Eduardo has a question. He says, I've found it difficult to play against blockers and players that play very close to the table because that requires a lot from my footwork and I get very tired. I wanted to change my style to a two-wing looper. If you could help me, how would you do it? Yeah, so um, Eduardo, so Eduardo uh, earlier in the question um, that we had to edit out, but um, he talks about he uses his forehand basically all the time. So that's how, why he gets so tired when he gets around and uses and, and plays forehands. So he wants to try and, you know, utilise his backhand a bit more. So a couple of things. Probably the most important thing when you're trying to switch that game style is just your um, approach to it or your um, a mental ability with it. So if you're always thinking that you've got to get around and use your forehand, then you'll start to do a lot of, a lot of things. You'll start to turn yourself quite side on and you won't um, allow yourself to play backhands properly. So the first important thing is to just um, allow yourself to start to think more about playing on both sides. So entertain the fact that the ball can come to your backhand side and you can play your backhand there. So what that will tend to do quite naturally is it'll start to square you up a little bit. So a lot of forehand players tend to stand quite side on to the table so that they can get around and use their forehand and move this way and that way. But if you square yourself up, then you can start to think about playing more backhands when the ball comes to this side of the table and forehands when it comes to there. So squaring your feet up is a really big key to um, to starting to think and play like a, a two-winged looper rather than a, a forehand-dominated player. So, yeah, so give give those two things um, a real go. Firstly, just change your, your thought pattern, and secondly, just square yourself up a little bit. Great. All right. Yeah, good luck, Eduardo. I think, as Alice said, um, once you get your mind right, you'll definitely start to improve. Um, just for everybody that who's wanting to improve their backhand, I'll put a link to the backhand topspin stroke um, in the show notes so everyone can take a look at that. And that also talks about, you know, standing fairly square on, as Alice mentioned. Um, Thank you for the question, Eduardo. Now, Uma, Alice, says, my topspin usually goes directly into the net, although I do follow through correctly. Can you tell me any reasons for this? And how can I overcome this defect? It's destroying my game. And I give about five to six appointments to the opponent due to this. Help. Yeah. <laughs> so, Umar, it's all right. We're here to help. Um, so, to, probably two things to think about. First is your racket. Um, make sure that there is some grip on the surface of your racket so your rubber has a bit of grip on it. If your rubber doesn't have a grip and it's really slippery, then if you even if you're playing the correct stroke, the ball is going to just slip off your bat and go into the net. So that's number one. Number two is if you're finding that the ball is 
So you've got good grip. And if you're finding the ball is always going into the net, just change the angle of your racket slightly. So if you're if the ball's going into the net, maybe you've got your bat slightly too closed. Just open it a little bit. <clears throat> you don't need to do that, but if you even just change the angle from, from there to there, that's going to make a huge difference with getting the ball over the net. So just experiment a little bit with the angle of your racket as well. Yeah, and with this stroke, Alois, I guess if you are getting a good brushing contact and generating topspin, you should be able to have quite a margin of error over the net. So you should have aim quite high. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So yeah, once once you're getting the stroke right, once you're getting the topspin on the ball, then yeah. So you're not you're not going that far over the net. You're probably going you know that high over the net with most of your strokes. Okay. All right. Well, good luck with that, Uma. Hopefully those two things help you out. Check your bat and then um, just experiment with the angle of your bat for your stroke. And, um, yeah, and take a look at the forehand tops in video again and just, you know, make sure that everything is, is looking good and get a good picture of the stroke in your mind. Yeah. Uh, good luck. Yep. Yeah. Yes, Jeff, I'll probably just just to reiterate and to um, really uh, reinforce as well. So when you're changing the angle, it's really important to still make sure you're finishing in that correct position. Um, so sometimes when um, I talk to players about changing the angle, then they start to do this as well. Um, yeah, so just change the angle a little bit, but make sure you're still finishing in the correct position. Yep. Good. And then with that angle, when you change it, you keep that angle for the entire stroke? Yes, that's right. So you don't need to be changing the angle, you know, during your stroke. Just change it slightly and then play the exact same stroke. Excellent. All right. Hopefully that helps you out, Uma. Give it a try and let us know um, the results. All right. Um, We've got some questions from people live on the show who have jumped on using the Google Q&A app and anybody can do that. So you go to uh, plus.google.com slash plus ping skills and click on the Q&A button. First up, Michelle has said, when counter-looping, what technique is better? Counter-loop with straight top spin or try to angle the bat to add a little side spin and which is easier to perform? Right, Michelle, definitely straight top spin. So the counter-loop counter is already a difficult difficult stroke because you're, you're, um, you're, the ball's travelling quite fast. There's top spin on the ball and you're trying to top spin it back. Um, if you try to put a bit of side spin on it, the ball doesn't have as much dip. So we want lots of dip on the ball so that the ball um, drops onto the table. Once you add some side spin, the ball doesn't dip as much so it's doing that rather than that so um, really important when you're candle looping to just make sure you're doing with a nice um, straight top spin um, after you get that right and, and you're really confident with it then you can start to experiment with a little side spin um, on the on the candle loop as well but but initially definitely just go with the straight top spin on the candle loop just it's much easier and um, you'll get a much better trajectory on the ball uh, to start off with. Great. All right. Thanks for the question, Michelle. And for anybody who's interested in learning the counter loop, I'll put a link to our Top Spin Against Top Spin, another name for counter loop, video in the show notes. All right. Now, uh, Victor Alois has um, 
I think is a big Waldner fan from the look of things. And he says, when is the next table tennis tour? And do you think Waldner will sign up for it? Yeah, so I think he's talking about the Legends Tour, and uh, they usually have it just once a year. So uh, we've got to wait another year for it to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, ho- hopefully he will. I, th- I think he will. I think he's a, he's a really big draw card, and I'm sure the organisers will be chasing him down to uh, to enter the um, enter the the Legends Tour again. Um, yeah, I, I think they'll try and get him on. Alice. Um I'm looking on the. ITTF Legends Tour website, and it says next event, and it says will be announced as soon as possible. So um, they don't know yet, but I think he will probably go again. <laughs> All right. Now, um, oh, we've just got someone else. Alfredo has just jumped on Alois and asked, what is your go-to serve for a penhold opponent? Uh, yeah, interesting. I think... Um my go-to serve is the short backspin to their forehand side, um, and and then as the change-up, um, the fast long serve into the backhand. So um, yeah, I think the the short the short uh, ball to their forehand side um, is probably the the backspin serve there is probably a little bit harder for them, um, and then obviously the deep one into the backhand, um, especially if they haven't got the reverse. Um, Penhold stroke. Um, if they're doing that, then that's probably a difficult serve for them. So, so just um, varying between the short to the forehand and deep and fast to the backhand. All right, great advice, and uh, thank you for the question, Alfredo. Um, and Brock's just commented he would love to see Walden in the Pro Tours again, but he needs to practice. I don't think we're going to see a Waldner in the Pro Tours again, Alois. Do you? No, I don't think so. I think, uh, yeah, he's probably past that now. He's, um, I mean, who knows? He might play in one or two. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, yeah, the Legends Tour is probably where he needs to be. Indeed. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, thanks for your questions. Don't forget to um, answer the Pink Skiller question of the day. Um, and don't forget to go to episode 96 to enter our competition uh, for your chance to win a year's membership. So uh, thank you, Alloys. Thanks, Jeff. And if you are already a yearly member, we'll extend your membership by a year as well. So, uh, yep. Yes, if you win the competition. Good luck, everybody. We look forward to hearing your suggestions on how to improve the show. Thanks, everyone, and catch you tomorrow. Bye.